0: a break and yeah it's great to talk about psalm 16 so we're going to look at that psalm today uh and it is it is a sort of i'm going to say a medium length psalm not too short but not particularly long and it's it's going to help us to pray that's my hope today that it's going to teach us a bit more about how to pray Um, because that's what the psalms kind of do there this prayer language they cover every kind of emotion and uh, talk about god and teach us how to talk to god and um this prayer is particularly for difficult times. So in the kind of intro uh, in in your Bibles, you might see this word miktam. It's it's a miktam of David, we're told. And we don't really know what that word means, but it always comes with these prayers of danger. So whenever David is in some kind of bad situation, like he's under attack or he's running away, or whatever it is, uh, we see this word miktam. So we know there's some kind of um, bad situation going on, some kind of danger. And this is a, a prayer of David in a time of danger. And so we're just going to step through it and uh, look at three kind of sections of the psalm and and just see what we can learn from them. So the first the first section, I guess, is just verse one. And it's just this, this sense of asking for help for God It's really, really basic, really simple. So it says, keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. So keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. So there's no kind of like pretense, no beating around the bush, no kind of grandiose language. David's just saying, I need help and I'm coming to God for help. And that's that's sort of starting point to so much of our prayer. Like however mature we get in faith, however, um, you know, however much, long we've been a Christian, wh- whatever, we never get beyond this. We never graduate beyond this sense of just asking, coming to God and saying, I need help. Uh, this is this is what mature prayer looks like. Lord, I'm coming to you because I need help. So it's a great starting point for a lot of prayer. Okay, second point is recommitting to God and rejecting idols. So this is kind of verses two to four. So it says this, He said, I said to the Lord, you are my God. Apart from you, I have no good thing. As for the saints who are in the land, they are the glorious ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those will increase who run after other gods. I will not pour out their libations of blood will take up their names on my lips so it's all about this kind of committal to god and rejection of idols and we know this especially in difficult and stressful times idols rear their ugly heads that's when they come when we're under attack because we're afraid so we start looking for other things in our lives um, alternatives to god um, though we maybe don't call them that but that's kind of what they are and we know the common ones here, uh, you know, sex, money, power. Those are kind of like some of the, the big ones. But, but often um, whatever we worry, whatever we're anxious about or worried about, that can often reveal our idols. So that's sometimes a good guide for us if we're not sure. And, and idols, you know, they rob us of our joy and they choke us. So they stop us bearing fruit. So, you know, the, the slogan of HTC, like every life bearing fruit for Jesus. Well, idols are one of the things that just prevent that happening. So, so David is just giving us a great example here of just committing. He's, he's praying and he's saying, literally, you are my God. I'm not going to have any other good thing apart from you. Because only God can be our refuge. The idols can't, can't provide that. Only God can. So particularly when we're in a low place, that's the time to just recommit, to be mindful of idols and to recommit and to discover again that God is enough, that he is enough. And then the third thing, uh, so first thing is to ask for help. Second thing is recommit to God and reject idols. And then the third thing is, is the rest of the psalm, really, is just praise. So worship, particularly in when we're in times of danger, isn't that? Uh, in a way, that's probably when we find it hardest to worship again, this is when we're sort of struggling or afraid. Uh, but David teaches us to praise. So verses 5 to 11 say this. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So he ends in praise. And if you notice the language, it's really interesting here. He says a lot about what God has done. So he says, you have assigned me my portion of my cup. You have made my lot secure. You have made known to me the path of life. And then he's also focused on the future. So he says, surely I will, how a delightful inheritance. You will not abandon me. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So there's this kind of um, looking back and celebrating what God is reminding that even if things are tough now, God has done so much in the past. And then there's this looking forward and and sort of putting our trust in God and saying, okay, actually, even though things are tough, I know that you've got this, that you're um, I can look ahead to to your promises. So it's a really good sort of way of thinking about worship. It's not the only way, but it's it's a good way. And um, I, yeah, I just think this pattern's helpful. It's not the only pattern, obviously. The Lord's Prayer is is the pattern for prayer, but um, it's one way to pray when we are struggling is to um, ask for help, just to start off with help. To think about idols and to just to recommit to god and and to recognize that he is enough he's sovereign and then to just praise and and i think it's yeah it's just a beautiful psalm to sort of illustrate that and the final thing i just want to say is obviously this is um this psalm also gets referenced in in the new testament so peter quotes it about jesus in acts 2 as a reminder that God has looked after Jesus and what God has done for Jesus, his holy one who he did not let see decay. So as we worship and as we pray, we can look back to the cross and resurrection and we can look forward to the time of his return when we shall become like him because we'll see him as he is, that that great promise we have in the future. So yeah, uh, that's it really. Ask for help, recommit to God and praise and uh, particularly for when things are tough in life. Amen.
1: We started by looking at Psalm 100 verses 4 to 5, which says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So we prayed prayers of thanks and praise to God. We then prayed for those in authority over us following Paul's words in 1 Timothy 2 where he says I urge then first of all that petitions, prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people For kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness So we prayed for all those in authority over us in particular King Charles, our new Prime Minister Liz Truss and her government And also for the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby And then after Nick's talk, we then listen to a song called I Will Say about having confidence in God as our strength and refuge whatever life throws at us.